Good morning. Good morning. My name is uh, David Greenhaw, and I'm an ordained minister serving as the interim of this congregation, Naples United Church of Christ. And I want to welcome you to worship this morning and extend that welcome, not just to those who are gathered here, but to those who are joining us online, uh, with a particular word of welcome to those at Bentley Village. Uh, This morning uh, is a communion day. Uh, And during communion, we will uh, receive uh, elements here in the sanctuary. But those of you who are worshiping at home uh, online, you might want to take a moment and prepare uh, elements or a suitable substitute to uh, bread and juice for this morning. So uh, this morning, I'm uh, assisted, uh, and we're assisted in our worship uh, with uh, Rich Kirshner, who is a retired United Methodist minister and I don't know. What else, Rich? Well, it's not really retired. It's recovering. Recovering. That's it. Yes, yes. Uh, That's good. (laughs) And I I serve uh, with pleasure uh, as the chair of the education committee here at the church and lead the uh, Men's New Chapter Spirituality Mm -hmm. Group. Yeah, that's great. And uh, this morning we are going to... uh, uh, what else are we doing here? I better look at my notes. I uh, got lost my place. You, you lost you your place. It's my, it's my turn. Oh, that's why I can't that's do it. Why that's why you can't it. do it. It's yours. Know. There you go. So. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but if you're joining us online or here in a sanctuary, we hope that you will uh, share your attendance where you are with us. In the sanctuary, there are blue registration pads at each aisle and pass them among yourselves. And note the names of the people you're worshiping with. You might see the name of somebody who owes you money. You never know. (laughs) For those of you who are worshiping with us online, we are especially happy that you are here. And we hope that you will make a note in the comment box about where you are worshiping from today. So today, as I mentioned, is Communion Sunday. And it is the practice of the congregation, as you know, that we bring cans for communion and as I came in early this morning there were already things lined up there on the table uh, there is something extraordinarily uh, uh, fit, fitting and proper that when we gather to be nourished at the table of the Lord we're thoughtful and mindful of those who are at their home tables without food and the sharing of that food through cans of communion uh, those uh, cans and other f- uh, food goods are taken to Grace Place Uh, And if you uh, forgot this morning and want still to give, there's always an opportunity to bring and we can make sure they get to Grace Place. There is a program called Naples Fill Around Town. Uh, It's a concert series and uh, it's run by the Phil, but it takes place here. In order to come, you need to arrange tickets through the Phil. Um, they, this goes to different locations, and when it's here, uh, we don't control the, the tickets, but uh, I know you'll want to be a part of that uh, if you're available. That's Saturday the 10th at 4 o'clock, tickets through the film. Free. Free, by the way, free, yeah. So tickets are free, but you still have to have a ticket, apparently. So uh, go figure. In any event, let us continue uh, now with the worship of God. Let us come from the east and the west and the north and the south. Let us come from all places. Let us come, let us come, let us come and worship. Come and let us worship God. Would you kindly turn to your bulletin and join me in this morning's invocation? Redeeming sustainer, 
visit your people and pour out your strength and courage upon us, that we may hurry to make you welcome, not only in our concern for others, but by serving them generously and faithfully in your name. Amen. Would you join me this morning as I offer our pastoral prayer? O gracious God, come to us as we gather today in worship. Gather us into your holy arms, for we come needing your touch. We come before you with all our flaws needing to be accepted. We come needing to be reminded that we are all made in your image, that a tenacious seed of goodness lies dormant within us waiting to be called forth by your touch, and you do touch us. You touch us with compassion when we fail you, with comfort when we suffer, with healing when we are broken. Your touch holds us with love when we grieve. Your touch softens our self-hatred with forgiveness. Your touch inspires us to grow into the people we were created to become. And you bless the poor with your touch. You challenge the powerful. You teach us that every single human being matters to you. You ask us to be inclusive and generous. You call us out of isolation And your touch opens our eyes to suffering and injustice. Your touch empowers us to hold on to each other. O gracious God, touch us again and again, for we forget so easily. Touch us with your transforming power and empower us now and always to believe in ourselves. Touch us with your sustaining love through which all things are possible. And as your son touched, healed, included, challenged, and prayed, let us continue his work together as we pray together this morning. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Listen to this poem, this hymn, this psalm from the Old Testament, originally written in Hebrew and sung for generations, translated into Greek and Latin and English and every language of the world. 
hear this poem, Psalm 139. You may follow along, it's printed in your bulletin. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You reach, you search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, you, O oh Lord, you know it completely. You, you hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle on the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day. The darkness is as light to you. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for... I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days of my life. when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. I I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I, I come all the way to the end, and I am still with you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So it's a great poem. I mean, it is, uh, it is in these anthems that we heard this morning. It's in hymnals that we have in English. It's a, a poem that's sung and told over and over again. And it's a wonderful poem. It, it is a poem of um, omnipresence, always and everywhere present. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You you know who I am. God knows who we are, the psalmist proclaims. God God really knows us. God knows us when we sit down and lie down and stand up and go. And even before a word is on our tongue, the poet says, God already has discerned what we're saying. To be so surrounded, the, the the psalmist says to, to have God everywhere and holding us tight. It's, a, it's an extraordinary image. 
And it goes on to, to be hemmed in and held tight. Our, our, our grandson is in a special ed class and they have a machine that hugs you and it, uh, you kind of get in it and it's like rollers and it holds you tight and it reassures these children and it's, it's amazing to be hemmed in behind and before, to be held close and tight by God. And then, then this wonderful line, where, where can I go from your spirit? Th- there you are, wherever I go. If I, if I go up to heaven or down to hell, it doesn't matter where I am. Wherever I go, you are there everywhere, up, down, sideways, all around. God is around us. To be formed by God from the beginning of time, to, to have God know us so thoroughly, it's, it's just an amazing image. One image piled up on another. And a description of the ways of God as more complex. And even if I think every one of them through, they're more than the grains of the sand. And even if I got all, every single grain of sand counted, there would still be more. And God would still be with us. Wow. (laughs) This is a poem of reassurance. Years ago, I heard the great preacher Ed Steinway preach an image in a church that stuck with me. He wasn't preaching on this particular psalm, I don't think, but he described a, those sanctuaries. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They, they have big stained glass windows, and in the stained glass window is, a, is an eye of God, often in the center of a, of a triangle, the Trinity, that the eye of God is looking out. And Steinway describes that God the way this psalmist does. It's such, a, it's such a great image that God's eye is always on us. And then he did this thing that I'm about to do. He took a little twist and he read it differently. I'll come back to how he did it, but listen how you might read this psalm a different way. Steinway helped me get this. Ed Steinway, that great professor of preaching at Union Seminary, uh, for years and years, the preacher on the Lutheran Hour is so good to hear his sermon. And now I'm going to read you how I, I would read this text differently. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, you've searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I lie up, you, you discern my thoughts from far off. Ah, even before I have a word on my mouth, you know it. Ah. Oh, where can I go that you're not there? If I go over here, you're there. If I go over here, everywhere, everywhere you are, I just can't get away from you. Can't you leave me alone for a little bit? You see how you can read that psalm a little differently? You can actually keep that tone up, you know? If I say, surely the darkness will cover me and the light be over me, even the darkness isn't dark to you. What is wrong with you? Can't you just give me a break? Simon, described that eye, not only as a reassuring eye, but that ever-watchful eye that never takes its eye off of you, and you try to hide or get away. It's a haunting eye. Flannery O'Connor uh, calls this God-haunted to have God everywhere. It's reassuring, but a little aggravating. Surely, there is a way to take a break from God's omnipresence well maybe it could be read both ways don't you think there is a way in which it is of course reassuring 
that God is with us in a way in which we like to just not be seen as we are. I don't know if it's ever happened to you. I've tried to sneak out and go to the store before I put a hairbrush through my hair or got a nice shirt on or anything, and wouldn't you know I'd run into the person I should look nice for. Uh, You just want to sneak away sometimes, just kind of be relaxed in who you are without having to be known. The psalmist describes a God who doesn't let you do that because this God knows who you are just as you are completely as you are there's this great line in the psalm I I love this one too it's listen to this I I never listened to it the same as, but I I just want you to hear it. I'm not to find it now. Here it is. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. What a phrase. Fearfully and wonderfully made. In the 1990s, I was the academic dean at Lancaster Theological Seminary in Pennsylvania, And it was the height of the AIDS crisis. And in one year, we had four students die from AIDS. And it was devastating, just devastating. One of them was a a Mennonite. We were in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and we'd get get an array of folks. And he was a a Mennonite from not quite old order Mennonite, but just about a very conservative family. Not quite Amish, but pretty darn close. I think they call them black bumper Mennonites. They drive cars, but they wouldn't have chrome on their car bumpers, so never could figure out all the rules of the Mennonites. He was gay and flamboyantly so. He was, he was a guy who, if he didn't wear feathers, he should have. He was, he was just over the top and loved being over the top. He was extravagantly, ah, just always in a flutter. And his family was distraught because he didn't fit any of the rules and they had to disconnect from him. And he was no longer held or supported by his family. But he, he was held and supported by the seminary community. We, we loved him as odd as he was and as over the top as he was and as wonderful as he was. And when he died, it just broke us apart. It was so painful to watch that disease take over his body. In a very short period of time, he went from being ill to gravely ill to dead. And of course, his family couldn't have a funeral because they couldn't even recognize him or talk to him, so we had the funeral at the seminary chapel. And Reverend Susan Manasian preached, and she used this text 
And she described him as being fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully made. That's exactly who he was, just who he was. He didn't have to be what his family needed him to be. He didn't have to be anything else. He was as God had knitted him in the womb. He was the way he was meant to be. He was fearfully. Oh, and he was fearfully. Sometimes he'd drive you crazy. He was fearfully and wonderfully made. What was beautiful about this service is that several of his family members had come to church that day, come to the chapel, and they sat in the chapel and they heard this description of him. And you could just see the weight lift off of them. Of course, that's who he was. Someone knitted by God. Someone tragically now passed someone they loved but even more someone on that day that they recognized that God loved just as you are inescapably surrounded by God held whoever you are Whatever you have done, whatever goes on, there is no hiding it from God. Whoever you are, wherever you are, you cannot escape God. But here is extraordinarily amazing news. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Even when you get to the end, the psalm says, I am still with you. Amen. You can run, but you cannot hide. You can go there, but you can't get away. God has surrounded us, hemmed us in, held us tight. And now with that assurance, that haunting, go forth in power and in peace. Amen.